Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, my God, it's February 1st. We made it out of January. And there's big news to come because we have some big, literally minutes ago, dropped from uh, Jeff Keighley, uh, obviously executive producer of the Game Awards. He said something that not only was extremely interesting, but very relevant to the conversation that all of us were having yesterday when Sony, SIE, and PlayStation announced the acquisition of Bungie. That's right, the makers of 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 destiny and of course the original creators of halo they are now first party but will be operating independently it's 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 a very interesting uh conversation of how that is going to work Uh, i watched hogue law's video this morning when i was doing some cleaning around the house and and listen if you ever listen to hogue that dude is the smartest guy guy in the Mm -hmm. room every time he walks in and he walked away with a big question mark. He says, listen, I, I do these kind of acquisitions that I've never seen anything quite like this. That's saying something if Hogue Law is actually saying it. But we have a great a ton of topics to get into. We're going to be getting into some acquisition talk, of course, because it, it is a relevant conversation. We're going to be talking about Crossfire X, Lord Roughness. That one is for you, my brother. <laughs> um, we're also going to be talking about, guess what? MLB The Show 22 in Xbox Game Pass confirmed yesterday, as a matter of fact. And that is a big deal because Xbox players are going to get the next-gen version for the price of free. That's not so much happening for Sony uh, fans who are, if you buy for the PlayStation 5, are paying $76.43 for that version. Ouch, is all I can say. But let's get into the introductions. And you're going to see we have a smaller panel because Pong Soul is taking care of some work business. Boxenberger, our good friend from Germany, he is taking care of some family business. So I called in, I said the bat signal, I called in the troops, and I got some excellent people to fill those seats to give their opinions. And we're going to start first with one half of living split screen, (laughs) one of the loudest and most awesome guys in the community that has just been dropping bombs every time him and Pong do an episode. Steel Rain, what's going on, brother? Boom, Dominus Maximus at 10K. <laughs> you have finally reached over that. Yes, spectrum. thank Nothing you. But congratulations thank you. and love for that. Um, boom, like I always tell you, man, um, since the beginning, you've been nothing but a motivation to me. And thank so you. anytime that you send out that signal and I'm available, man, I'm here ready and willing uh, to sit down within the kingdom of Boom and uh, just talk everything that's going on within the gaming industry. Look, man, the news just keeps ramping up. And like people have been saying, it's only January, now going into February. In February, we have so many games coming. Dude, yeah. So much more news on the horizon. Let's get to it, man. Too many topics to get to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, we're going to go from uh, billion-dollar acquisitions, especially in the month of February, to just playing some absolutely epic games, starting absolutely. with uh, for, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, middle of the month. You got the Souls-like um, game coming out I, mm-hmm. I, a week Elder, later. Yeah. Elden, uh, yeah, Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring, which I'm actually buying, and I look. I have okay. a feeling I'm going to quite enjoy that. 
uh, because uh, I read an article where they didn't dumb down the difficulty, but because mm -hmm. it's so open, open world that it gives you the ability to do other ways of just running at the boss. I, I, I love it. And if it plays like Breath of the Wild and it kind of looks like it does, I'm going to be all in on that. But we have to welcome back the prodigal son himself, Zemi Games. What's going on, brother? How are you? Welcome back to the program. The the prodigal son. You know, I think that's the first time you ever referred to me as that. I like that. You should keep doing that. I don't know. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. Boom. Uh, of course, man. You uh, you you sent out the. Uh, the the invite early this morning and and uh how could i refuse how I you know what i mean it. you gave you literally gave me the offer i couldn't refuse right <laughs> i mean how can i refuse to be on uh, the xbox Great. factor no super excited to be here can't wait to talk about the bungee sony deal uh yeah super excited man yeah we can't wait can't wait uh mr joanna dark brother welcome back to the program are you excited to be here and talk about these incredible uh, acquisitions uh obviously we're going to be getting into the bungee talk and uh, i you know I've, i'm very happy for sony i'm very happy for playstation i'm happy for their fans because I, I i don't care what the press release says i think that anything they do moving forward destiny 3 the mm -hmm. secret project they're working out and right now are going to be exclusive if you think otherwise and bungee can say whatever they want i i think that you don't give someone 3.6 billion dollars and say Okay, go crazy, do whatever you want. I it just it makes no sense. But welcome back, brother. Thank you. I, I think this is why uh, Peter Drinkler just yesterday turned on randomly because uh, you know the news that happened with uh, the acquisition of Sony and three point six billion. But uh, I think it's great. I think it's uh, overall um, solidified that we're going to have Destiny um, and content and basically Bungie is going to be able to continue to be more creative. Yes. Um, I'm excited to be on here. Zemi, I heard Zemi got acquired by Boom, so I also am waiting for there that 10K bag. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> that, but um, it, it's a pleasure, especially Steel Rain. You know, love the show. I love putting that in the morning and listening to you and Pong. So Appreciate it's great that. to have you here on the podcast to kind of talk games and kind of, you know, give our takes on all this crazy news. I mean, 100%. you know, we think, Feb you know, we think New Year starts on, <laughs> you know, January 1st, but no, this is New Year's <laughs> right now. And it's like, it's like I close my eyes, right? And I'm like, wait, and I get a ping and I'm like, oh my, it's like, I can't even keep with the news. I'm listening to podcasts and all of a sudden, oh, let me get away from that podcast. Let me go and take the news out. It's just crazy. But um, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's it's funny because uh, both times uh, that, that these big acquisitions happened, the first time I actually was coming up with the wash at, for the Activision Blizzard and uh, Kea Sante had given me, a, he called me and he's like, hey, dude, did you, did you see what happened? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, dude, I thought, I feel, I thought Phil Spencer's uh, account got hacked. I said, that's a hack. There's no way. This is impossible. Yeah. And then yesterday we happened to be on the phone talking because, you know, we were doing, you know, getting ready for the, the, you know, talk about the show primetime mm -hmm. gaming, which if you, which missed last night was fantastic. Um, and he's like, wait, wait, hold, hold on, boom, breaking news. And I'm like, oh my God, you're kidding me. I got to get this guy on the phone more often because this is becoming a running, a running joke. And we got the news uh, that uh, Bungie was, or, you know, it was announced that Bungie will be acquired by Sony, SIE. And I think that's, I think it's huge for Sony on a multitude of levels. Um, you know, again, I know that they're saying that their stuff is going to be, you know, they're not closing down Destiny 2, but they kept mentioning mm -hmm. Destiny 2, Destiny 2, Destiny 2. I think that if there's, if there's ever a three, that's exclusive. I don't care what they say in the press release or what they're going to try and, you know, put, put boom off, whatever. But do, do you think we, you know, as <laughs> you know, one of the things I keep hearing is, you know, it all makes sense to partnership and, you know, 
Bungie being able to expand Destiny not only to just video games to maybe other mediums. The film aspect, would, film and TV I would, is. Yeah. I would yeah. also love to see Destiny maybe branch out into a story-driven kind of mm. Sony spectacular Lo- game would to give you more lore of that, dude. I, I think you that, know. that you know something. That's the first time I'm hearing that, and I think you're onto something. I and, think, and that- I think. And I think we found out who the traveler is. It was Jim Ryan saying, hey, Bunch, come over. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me home, please. <laughs> well, listen, folks, uh, we, we got some more breaking news here. Uh, now, it's it, it depending on whether or not uh, you consider this uh, a breaking news or an impo- I think it's important to the conversation. So I, we're going to run with this particular topic. And I want to bring Jeff Keeley into the conversation. Obviously, Ooh. if you don't know oh, who Jeff, Jeff Keeley is. He is, of course, the executive producer of the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is obviously going to be doing something over the summer with, uh, you know, with being that there is no digital or physical E3. Uh, he's going to be running his show. G4 is going to be doing something. Microsoft, Sony, everyone's going to be doing their own thing. So it's going to be a very, very busy summer. And, mm-hmm. of course, Double Barrel Gaming will have you cover 24-7 because we're going to be covering every event. Even if I got to run seven days a week <laughs> for that week, I, I will, in fact, do it. But... This is what he had to say on Twitter 46 minutes ago, and I think that it is incredibly uh, interesting and certainly relevant to the conversation that we were just having with Bungie and and, and Microsoft and, and Activision and Sony. And he says this, folks, have heard from multiple people. As you might suspect, there are a few other big video game deals in the final stages mm-hmm. of negotiations. It's going to be an interesting year. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I just got goosebumps because I'm always ready to hear who's buying what. And and to be honest with you, I'm in the mindset that um, I, I don't I care, but I don't care if it's Sony or Microsoft, because we know that they're buying these these publishers and these studios to preserve gaming. You see, where that gets perverted is mm-hmm. when you have uh, companies like Tencent and Amazon and Apple and Google. They, I, I, it's a business, and I'm not saying that Microsoft and Sony are not thinking about that, but they are mm-hmm. trying to preserve gaming. Whereas these other entities are simply looking to make money. And when you do that, this is how studios get ruined. You know, if, if Apple were, let's, let's, let's say, to buy X uh, you know, publisher, there's a good chance that if it doesn't g- work well and it doesn't make them enough money quick enough, that entity is gone. They will cut it off. They'll cut the arm off, and then there goes that publisher slash a bunch of studios that we'll never see again. And we don't want to see that happening. But on the on the heels of that tweet, minutes later, he tweeted again, and he says this. What are your thoughts on the general consolidation we're seeing? Is it good for games? I'm on the fence. And I actually wrote to him. And um, I I don't know if I got a response or not, but this is what I had to say to Jeff. I said, I love seeing it, Jeff Keighley. I think with the price of making games slash new IPs in this era of gaming, smaller companies like Insomniac Games, Ninja Theory, In Exile, and many others may not still be around if they weren't if they, if, if if it weren't for Microsoft and Sony. Both of these platforms preserve gaming. So mm-hmm. I want to go first to our guest, and I'll start with Steel Rain. Steel, okay. I want I want you to comment on Jeff <laughs> Keighley's uh, 
original tweet about uh, other other acquisitions coming. Uh, this is going to be a crazy year. And then I want you to back end that with your 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 ideology behind the uh, the general consolidation. Good for gaming or not? Okay. Um. So yeah, let's start off with starting with Jeff Keeley's tweet. Um. Final steps of negotiations, huh? There could be a lot of different things that could be happening as far as that goes. Could the Square Enix rumors be true as far as uh, Sony trying to finalize the things on that? But also the saying goes, why buy the cow where you can get the milk for free? Um, So, I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense on that aspect. But again, um, with everyone trying to lock down, these bigger publishers trying to come in and kind of step into the space, I think that's the one thing that Microsoft and Sony are both kind of fearful of i know people have kind of had the conversation that oh i bet microsoft and stony are probably behind the scenes like hey phil hey ryan how about we get this so they don't get this and how about we do this and oh if you get that i'll get this and we'll we'll make it we'll make sure everything is good to go and i i wish that it was like that i'd love to be uh, a fly on the wall to hear those types of conversations because that's definitely interesting um and if that is happening then that just kind of shows you kind of leaves credence to the bigger picture and just what the gaming industry is overall about uh we want players in the industry who understand uh not just the consumer but what it takes to make good games no matter what your perspective is on that whether it's third person first person action adventure jrpgs wrpgs whatever they are um we want people that know the understanding and don't want to take it the route as some are kind of seeing where they want to add nfts or they want to add all the extra microtransactions or whatever it may be um that we end up going into the future with um the biggest thing, again, the biggest thing that makes sense for me right now is probably a Square Enix deal of some sort. Um, that would definitely ring home. Again, Final Fantasy just rings home for a lot of people, brings people in, um, especially with being such an iconic franchise. Uh, could it be something going on with Microsoft? Who knows? I know a lot of people are saying, oh, it can't do anything else. They're going to have to wait a year. That's not going to prevent Microsoft, nope. from, especially with the kind of sashay that they have. Um, from I, cutting also, to, add, to add to your point with, with exactly what you're saying, yes, they're not buying another publisher this mm-hmm. year, right? That, but that does not stop them from getting an IO, a Crystal exactly. Dynamics, an mm-hmm. e, uh, IDEOS Montreal, um, you know, pick your favorite uh, Avalanche Studios. You know, remember that they, they are currently working closely with them, and the whole Crystal Dynamics, unless mm-hmm. something, unless something unbelievably shocking happens. I think that's already a done deal because, yeah. I, and, and here's why. And I, I, I hand the mic back over to you. Mm-hmm. They were thrown under the bus in the worst. Yeah. I've never seen anything quite like it. To be honest yeah. with you, I have never seen. I've been gaming for forty plus years and been covering this industry for the last four. I have never seen anything quite like that lashing that they mm-hmm. took publicly. Now that tells me, Rain, that if you mm-hmm. do that. You kind of cut all ties with that. I mean, what do you think the motivation is going to be for said developer to work for said publisher? It's not going to be one. Exactly. So I, I think that is a done deal only because of where they are in right now with Perfect Dark. But please continue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it kind of like the saying goes to you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you, right? And and when you bite, when you continuously like kind of downplay your dev talent, the same thing that they did with Ben, um, saying that, hey, your game just wasn't that great, wasn't as successful as we wanted it to be. So uh, we're not going to highlight, we're not going to give you the green light for that second game. Um, it gives you a different perspective of kind of how to look at things. And um, like in that same example, if I was Crystal Dynamics, I wouldn't be like, mm, I don't know if I want to continue doing this little partnership we got over here and continue to keep things copacetic. Um, but just to, just to kind of reel it back, um, 
And I see I sell some people saying that, oh, Sony could buy EA. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be one of the play either. I know a lot of people have been kind of going back and forth between EA and Ubisoft and everything else. The main thing for EA and Ubisoft for me, though, is that they have their hands so deep into both sides. I don't think that either way, unless it really came down to, oh, Tencent's knocking on the door or Embracer's knocking on the door, uh, Microsoft, Sony, uh, what do you want to do? We're, we're we're taking our price to the next level. Who's going to pay kind of situation ends up happening. Steel, um, real quick. Aesthetic. But yeah, go ahead. And not to interrupt, sorry. Oh, you good. You good. Uh, do you think, since you were talking about EA, do you think maybe rumors about EA and maybe Ubisoft saying, hey, we like each other. Maybe we want to kind of come together in a partnership. Maybe that. Uh, that would be that would be extremely interesting, especially seeing how I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to say EA is on a downfall or whatever, but obviously they are struggling with Battlefield, and there are some other things going on in the back end. EA has kind of gone through their own tripes. I mean, I think that would be extremely unique. That would definitely be a way to kind of combine forces together and create their own kind of entity outside of themselves. Although. I still kind of feel like EA and both Ubisoft themselves kind of have the the sachet that they want, especially with the uh, the kind of deals that they have with Microsoft currently. Well, I guess we'll find out as far as Ubisoft but, goes. But and the way I, the reason I ask this is the fact mm -hmm. that if you look at EA, right, Apex right. Legend, when mm -hmm. Battlefield didn't have issues, they're great at having titles that they can monetize. Right. The thing with Ubisoft is Ubisoft wants to do that, but they just haven't hit lightning like with the division. So right. it's kind of like, hey. I know something how to do well. Mm -hmm. Ubisoft, hey, we have so many studios. We know how to create these big worlds. We have an engine that does that. Can right. we come together and maybe we can finally hit, you know, strike gold? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that could definitely be a potential, but it's it's one of those things to where do do they have enough capital to make that acquisition between each other? Or is it going to be one of those things to where um, another one of the big bigger groups are going to just come, come in and be like, um, we can't, we're not going to be able to do it that way because they're going to keep them separate. Now, it'd be interesting to see if Microsoft acquired them both, and then that would kind of answer that question for you at that point. I mean, it would definitely be interesting to see. Am I anticipating that? Not necessarily, just because of how they're, They've both kind of gone so at this point, but I guess we'll see. Um, as far as like as far as the whole acquisition situation goes, it's just it's so hard to say when things swing so far one way and then the other. We thought the the whole Zenimax deal was like, oh man, this is the greatest thing ever. And then to see Microsoft make their biggest acquisition in their company's history in gaming, um, with the whole Activision Blizzard deal, it kind of it kind of opens the space up to where I don't know what's possible. I don't know what's going to end up happening. Can Sony go into more debt to acquire whatever they want just to make sure that, because of course they're going to get it at that low interest rate so they can make that money back, which is why they can make purchases like Bungie, why they can make other purchases, possible purchases like Capcom or FromSoft or anything like that to kind of use those different plays at their advantage. So it's just really hard to tell, man. Um, that's why I typically try to stay on the opposite end of it and be like, okay, let's just get let's get some inf more information and kind of go from there. Um, Still, yeah. Since, since since we're talking about this whole acquisition, what and correct me if I'm wrong, um, didn't NetEase invest in in yes. in Bungie? They, yeah, they wonder, absolutely did, know, but I believe Sony bought them out. Okay, yeah, that's that was part of that deal. That was part of that deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was part of that $3.6 billion deal that they did with them. Although there's a lot of more speculation in that deal that could be had um, along with exclusivity rights or yeah. just uh, whether Bungie owns the complete rights to Bungie uh, to Destiny itself um, and whether everything is going to stay multiplied and everything. But it's going to be interesting to see. Um, as far as just bringing it back to Jeff, whole Jeff Keighley's whole aspect um, on the second half saying, what are your thoughts on the general consolidation we're seeing? And is it good for games? I think that it is mainly because 
again, the point be, keeps getting rung home that games are becoming more and more and more expensive to create. Yep. Um, if you want your single player experiences to continue to exist in the way that you like them, as as you say, they're movies kind of like, then something has to fund them. No, nobody's going to keep spending a hundred to five hundred million dollars on these games if to not is. see that income come back to them within a, a good amount of time. In three to five years, to see that income come back is not is not very sufficient. Uh, yeah. Jim Ryan has said it. Phil said it. There's been multiple people that have come on and say, "Hey, I mean, we got to do something, doing something different because I'm not satisfied with what we're getting right now." Which is kind of why we're seeing we're moving into the age of accessibility. And the more that people can realize that, hey, um, the more people that can get put under these different. I know we call them the big three, right? We're Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. And the main reason why we want them to be, why we root for those is because we know that they understand what gaming is about. Yep. We understand that Phil's a gamer, even though uh, Jim Ryan is not necessarily a gamer, but he still understands how <laughs> But the he's a money works. man. And exactly. he, listen, uh, listen I, I, know, I know we talk about him, dance and Jim, dance shoes, Jim Ryan, and mm -hmm. you know, all that other stuff. But listen, folks. He is going to do things that probably are going to piss off a lot of PlayStation uh, purists, but you have to look at what he did in Europe. Mm -hmm. Xbox was being clobbered eight to one in that mm -hmm. region. That was because of his tenacity. He didn't let go, and that's why they mm -hmm. made him the head of Sony, the head of PlayStation. So Yeah, I mean, exactly. Um, but you want people who have an understanding of what's going on, as le at least for me as a gamer. I want to be able to turn my Xbox on. It's not going to be filled with ads. Or when I play <laughs> a game, it's not, oh, um, you just beat this level. Do you want to buy some microtransactions to level up to the next level? It's like, no, I don't want that. I just want my cohesive experience um, and for me to feel fully enveloped in these worlds without being have to go into VR or whatever the case. So Theo, we, that's the man. We, we we saw that with uh, Bethesda, right? Right. They were all about the single player experience, right? Yep. And all of a sudden, their last three titles were, "Hey, how can we monetize so we can actually fund our other games?" And it suffered because you looked exactly. at a company that was looking for capital to continue exactly. to fund these experiences. Um, exactly. So yeah. so exactly, and that's always going to be my point. And it, it's it's asinine to me mainly because a lot of people take the like i always say uh, on our show on live split screen you got to take that rts view that real-time strategy pull yourself out of the world and yep. really look at the darker crevices of the map so you can find those resources and see what the potential is within the industry overall mm -hmm. um because all this is going to do is fund those projects that you wanted to play or that you've heard about in the long run so like for an example if you you hear something like a Star starcraft ghost come out it doesn't get canned to the side it's it instead it gets put in internally say okay how can we do this and now with microsoft that is a possibility which is the same thing kind of like with bungie why yes. i think this is so important for bungie no is it good for was it i i feel like microsoft backed out of the deal because like you stated earlier um behind the scenes a little bit boom that microsoft has enough going on yes. um and then also if the rumors are true and we don't know but uh according to jeff uh jez corden um from window central a great guy but According to him, that Bungie was in talks with Microsoft to get acquired um, and actually was for less money. And Microsoft didn't see the value. Wasn't it 2.6 billion? That's it what was, I saw. It was something, yeah. something around 2, that 2. number, 100%. 6. It was 2.6. But again, I, I think you're onto something here. Look, Bungie's mm. extremely talented. Yeah. They're shooting mechanics. Best in the business. I, yes. Hands down, best in the business. There's, yes. there, there's not even a question. Now, mm -hmm. does Halo match it? 
new Halo for sure. Yeah. I love what they I love what they did with Halo. But the bottom line is that Microsoft does not need Bungie, and it's and it's no offense to Bungie because no. they're incredibly talented. And I love Destiny. I mean, I put right. fifteen hundred hours between both games, and you can go look up the stats. But the the the, the point here is that for that kind of money, mm-hmm. they could go out. And for that, let's say, for instance, $2.6 billion, they could probably acquire five studios, IO Interactive, Crystal D, Maybe, EDOS yeah. Montreal, Avalanche Studios, uh, you know, uh, add your favorite flavor in there. Right. And, and they walk away with five studios. They don't need Bungie. PlayStation needs Bungie. PlayStation needs multiplayer games overall, and they need people who have expertise in that field. Now, who Which better? Which is what Jim Ryan said during that interview uh, with, uh, you know, with um, right after it was announced. Exactly. It, it's like it's like building a, a team, right? A baseball mm. team, um, a basketball team. Exactly. If I have the best, if I have the best shortstop, the best catcher, why would I get another catcher that basically I put on the bench that's a starter? Doesn't make any sense. It's redundant. Yep. So yeah. with um with you know, we I think we were talking about this about the fact that we talk about well, Microsoft they have a lot of the shooters, right? Mm-hmm. Why would they need another shooter when they already have that? They have a lot of the technology with Activision Blizzard and King. They have a Bethesda with a lot mm-hmm. of their stuff on there, so it makes sense that Des, you know, I'm sorry, Des, Bungie goes mm-hmm. over to PlayStation to help them on something that they need to fill not only their infrastructure but their portfolio, right? Um, and the biggest reason I, I'm using Bungie in this whole consolidation kind of, if you want to call it argument or just discussion overall, is mainly because Bungie has had a hard time, um, especially after being teamed up with Activision, on monetizing their game um, and it being successful. Bungie has also sunset and pulled away a lot of their content out of their game um, due to size reasons or whatever else the case may be, which has kind of caused me to step back from destiny um, because i'm tired of investing so much of my time energy and effort because that's what destiny is for better or worse it's a living game and if you don't keep up with it you get left behind and you're lost in the sauce so for them to constantly be pulling content i want this to hopefully be a way for them to have a, some good financial backing behind them somebody who 100 percent supports their vision now, i don't care whether it's multi-plat exclusive whatever the case may be i want to do i wanted to do whatever is going to be great for bungie it's the same thing with the whole activision uh blizzard deal it's not about oh we're keeping games exclusive or whatever else the case may be although one side of your plat although microsoft xbox gives you more ways to play than anybody else but what it's about is giving the devs a way out letting the devs have creative freedom allowing the devs to live within the industry for longer than the five-year time span that they currently have how would you like to go into your job and know that you're only going to be there for five years it's not a good thought it's not a good feeling you want to especially in something that you would i would imagine most of the game devs are very extremely passionate about like a shout out to the homie uh everborn saga gaming is art and should be treated as such yep and until people really understand that and start realizing that maybe then you'll start actually start seeing why the purpose of this whole consolidation thing is um and what the bigger picture is instead of oh we're just we're gonna have a, a oligopoly and duopoly and all. <laughs> that's not what it's about microsoft <laughs> nintendo and sony have proven 
that they do care for the gamer, although yes. they still do have to make the money on their backhand. I'm not nobody's blind to that. Could like if you are, I don't know what to tell you. I, I got a I got a barn down the street that got burnt down yesterday. I could sell you. Um, <laughs> that's just that's just the way it is. I don't think it's a bad thing as far as consolidation goes, and I hope it's I hope it doesn't do anything but help the the ones that needed the help um, continue to move forward. We get better IP out of it. So. And I absolutely agree. Uh, Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this, brother. You're our special, second special guest. Uh, this was uh, a big shocker for a lot yeah. of people. Um, but, but you know, again, g- give us your opinion on the deal. But I really want to, I really want to really focus on what Jeff Keeley had to say because obviously Jeff mm-hmm. is probably one of the most connected uh, people in the industry. Obviously, for the reason of the Game Awards alone, and he knows Phil. He, you know, he knows Jim. He knows Bowser. He knows everybody in the industry. And if so, if, if if he's confident enough to get out there and say, hey, look out, because this year is going to be crazy. That has me excited because I want to know who's buying who and what, yeah. what, what, what's becoming exclusive or not. Uh, so first, give us your opinion on, on the Bungie deal. And then obviously back, back, uh, a, a circle back with the uh, with your, what, what Jeff had to say. Yeah, I mean, so uh, for for the Bungie deal, um, I, I think it's great news. I really do. Um, you know, especially you know for Bungie, I think it's great news. Uh, but but also for PlayStation, of course, uh, for Sony, because you know historically they they have made some absolutely fantastic single player games. That is for sure their their strongest suit. Yep. Um, you know, and 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 for you know for for the longest time you know they they've had to rely so heavily on third party multiplayer games for their audience that that wants multi, uh, that you know that wants uh multiplayer and uh, of course you know from the press release you know Bungie is going to stay you know independent and you know their their you know games are still going to be multiplat mm-hmm. but what Bungie is going to be able to do is is give other PlayStation teams uh, you know, it, it, you know, advice and and resources to help you know potentially make the next you know uh, kill zone or um, help me out because I don't know very many Sony you know multiplayer games, but but the next <laughs> ones of those too. Yeah. Uh, I don't really play PlayStation multiplayer. <laughs> so so but, Zemi, they did make a couple of multiplayer games. So yes. the ones they did mm-hmm. it was the Mag. The other mm-hmm. one was a one that not people talk about that they try to do sort of the Destiny, which was called Dust Five Fourteen. By mm-hmm, CCP mm-hmm. was supposed to be uh, an extension of Eve Online, and I played the game. And at the end of the PlayStation Three, it just didn't catch on as well. So they've done those type of multiplayer games before. And Uncharted had multiplayer too, didn't it? Yep, Uncharted, Actions, The Last of which, Us, which, which is which is coming back. Factions mm-hmm. is coming back. Socom, Factions, yeah. yeah. Socom is the one that everyone has been asking for, and I, I believe that. we've heard rumors that Sony's currently working on it. That's going to be like a big announcement. People are going to go crazy because Socom is an incredible franchise. It's an IP that saw unbelievable success they even tried siphon filter yeah well siphon filter would be one to bring back also for sure but i i think that the socom one is important to keep that multiplayer um element uh conversation going and i think that them acquiring bungie gets them the expertise on how to do that how do how do we bring socom back okay you do it this way this way this way and that's why they acquire them Continue us, I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's my main point. And, and I, you know, I understand that PlayStation does have some uh, first-party multiplayer games or some, you know, uh, games that have multiplayer elements to them. Um, but, but even with that, you know, 
PlayStation hasn't released, you know, uh, a game with multiplayer to the success of Halo or to the success of Gears of War, uh, for instance, the same way that Microsoft has. Uh, and so, you know, this Bungie acquisition, I think, makes a lot of sense for, for you know, their company. And, and we'll hopefully we'll we'll see uh, Sony come out with more multiplayer games uh, that 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 really succeed in the market um, more so than what they have been doing historically like these this last generation like the ps4 generation for instance um you know as far as the 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 multi-plat i i actually really really like that i mean i i talk on this show uh or used to talk on this show all the time uh about how much i really don't like you know established franchises becoming exclusive and and i and i've talked about that to death uh, but I really like the idea that PlayStation is is at least pushing as of right now of keeping, um, you know, a, a lot of like the Bungie IP, for instance, really Destiny multi-plat. Um, you know, I and, and what whenever I read that press release, my take from it is is that uh, their plan as of right now is to have uh you know potentially destiny 3 whenever that comes out to go to xbox and other platforms as well at least that's that was my takeaway which mm. i really really like that and and you know i i i do think it does in some way uh make business sense um right. you know i i think that sony uh is 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 likely going to make more money by publishing the game everywhere than just having the game on uh their their console and and pc and and you know potentially maybe having mlb go to the xbox might have you know uh they might have really seen a, a an amazing increase i i'm not sure and that might uh you know have have made it where bungie uh, made it where PlayStation is more inclined to allowing Bungie games to be multiplayer. Then again, it might just be written in the contract that they signed with Bungie for the sell that you know for X amount of years, uh, all games are going to be multiplayer, right? Mm -hmm. So who who knows? As far as um, the whole idea of like where the industry is heading and and so on and so forth on the back end of of, of your question, boom, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of fear. Like, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are afraid of the direction that the industry is heading, uh, not just in, in in the sense of consolidation, but even in the, you know, in the sense of uh, services like Xbox, you know, Game Pass. I, I think, that you know, change, the industry is changing and it's changing really, really quickly. And I think for some people that, you know, that's, you know, creating a lot of fear in them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the people that, that's, you know, that, that are against, you know, the, the consolidation of the gaming industry i think a lot of their reasons are pretty much primarily due to fear um you know as far as you know is this going to be great for the industry is this going to be terrible for the industry i think that we're going to see a mix of both i think we're going to see more good happen from it than bad yeah. but i think to say that there's not going to be any bad um would would be a mistake right i, I think it kind of falls into you know into the gray area um i think that you know uh these companies getting this extra funding is is going to help gaming you know move forward and it's going to allow developers to continue uh innovating and creating amazing worlds for mm -hmm. all of us players to play in but i think that there is the potential for there to be a dark side i think that you know there is a there is a world in which uh some of our favorite studios may you know you know under potentially maybe bad leadership or maybe changed leadership. 
uh, may underperform. And then, uh, you know, Microsoft or Sony or whoever else, you know, decides to start buying, you know, uh, these amazing studios might decide to close shop. Right. And I think that that is a possibility. How likely? I mean, we could talk about that forever, but to right. say that it's not likely, I mean, you know, or to say that it could maybe not not, not likely, but to say that it could never happen, mm -hmm. I, I think would be a mistake because we've seen it happen, you know, um, hundreds of times, you know, before in this industry. Uh, and we've seen Microsoft do it and we've seen Sony do it. Right. We've seen uh, both of these uh, massive companies uh, close up shop for uh, for studios before. Uh, and I think that that is one potential, you know, negative that could happen from uh, rapid consolidation is uh, the closure of some studios. And then, of course, there's all the things that we haven't even potentially thought of, all the problems that could arise that we never even thought about uh, happening. Uh, but for the most part, I'm inclined to believe that it is better for the industry uh, than it is worse. And, you know, this this type of thing happens in all industry. Uh, if Pong was here, he would say it. Uh, it happens in all industries, right? Uh, it's just now happening to the games industry. I, I don't, I'm not a part of the doom and gloom club uh, where, you know, uh, everything's going to fall and we're not going to have any games here in three years. Like none of that's going to happen. Um, but I, I do think it's important to recognize that, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these people's concerns are not, you know, are, are, you know, are, are not completely unfounded. Like there is some reason to be somewhat maybe worried about some negatives happening due to massive consolidation. But um, once again, I, I don't think it's, I think that we're going to see more good from it than bad. 100% real quick. Uh, we're getting, I'm getting a lot of DMS with the uh, report and I saw this and it, it's meaning <laughs> nothing. The U S FTC is, is looking to review the Microsoft Activision deal uh, folks, that's that's standard fare. Normally, it's it's the DOJ, Department of Justice, that does it, and they 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 kind of raise their hands of it. So uh, the FTC is going to look into the deal. Uh, the the one concern that comes out of the Bloomberg report is uh, the the that that they're going to own Call of Duty, and that they somehow that's going to they're going to dominate the conversation. They've already, Phil's already said nah. that Call of Duty is still on PlayStation. So this this deal is if if you're cheering in the stands that this you think this deal is not going to happen, you, you stop dancing because it, it I actually, think this means the opposite. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically because if the Department of Justice would have uh, launched an investigation into it, nah. they would have it would have held it up for years. <laughs> yep, and they went like this because it's it's just it's business. The FTC yep. looking into it again. It's it's just standard fare, but you got to also understand Microsoft has a lot of friends in in uh, in Washington. Uh, they just got uh, approved to the contract for the Department of Defense. Listen, this deal's going through. It's not that big of a deal. It it really isn't. And, and one of the topics that um, <laughs> we're going to back end the conversation of is why Call of Duty staying on PlayStation means nothing. It literally means nothing. I thought I, at first I was like, yeah, exclusive. But you know what? They don't need it to be exclusive. But we're going to we're going to actually get we're going to get into that. Uh, but I want to get Mr. Joanna Dark's opinion on this. And then we're going to move on to Crossfire X, folks, that I'm very excited for this remedy first person shooter. Uh, we're going to break that down, but I have to catch up on some of the Super Chats. The first one of the day comes to us from generous friend of the show. Chaos Mike drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat. He says, Crossfire X, let's go. And yes, we're talking about that next. Um, Arigato Sir drops a very gener a generous $5 Super Chat and says, sadly, I don't think Microsoft won't buy any until the Blizzard 
deal closes, especially since the Bloomberg report of the FTC will be investigating the deal. Like I said, it, it's really standard fare. It, it, it's, it's nothing nefarious here whatsoever. It is they're taking on a sinking ship. And because of the size of the sinking ship, people want to raise eyebrows. It, this, is, this happens every day in business. This is not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. um but let me get to one more we have sith lord generous friend of the show he uh he has uh <laughs> i'm reading joanna dark he says they have the desire to complete it's complete this yes they do of uh, uh good old jimbo and good old uh philly um but uh sith lord drops a two dollar super chat and says the return of zemi games made my tuesday thank you, you. well look at that you got fans of their zemi games welcome back who, but, who um, knew? Who knew? Who, I who <laughs> knew? Uh, Mr. Joanna Dark, though, uh, what are your thoughts on the Bungie deal? Uh, and again, like everyone else, give us your opinions on what uh, was just tweeted now an hour ago by Jeff Keighley, who is is has, has basically confirmed some big deals uh, coming uh, this year because they're in the final negotiations. What are your thoughts on both? Oh, you muted, brother. Sorry. I guess I want to That's throw this to the panel in the sense of uh, the whole thing with Jeff Keighley. I, I guess we're all about, hey, who's acquiring who? But what if this is, since we talked about, you know, we have Activision Blizzard kind of going mm -hmm. through right now with the FTC. What if these are deals that are being made to maybe have partnerships like with Xbox Global Publishing? You know, one of the things I've always said, hey, what if EA and microsoft went into a contract where they said hey every madden is going to be for the next five years day one on game pass it's i mean so what it, if, what, it's certainly a possibility yeah you know so what if some of these deals are smaller things where maybe it's partnerships where you kind of have them where they're saying hey we're going to be funding this next game and maybe coming to the service mm -hmm. um my next thing is uh, you know it's so many things are being acquired like you know i think you guys made a good point of maybe you know an io or maybe a crystal dynamics being announced something small um, mm -hmm. Or maybe something out of nowhere that we didn't know that Microsoft or a maybe Sobo is another one that works closely with Microsoft. Uh, certain Affinity uh, yeah. has is is working on a Monster Hunter exclusive for Xbox. They're also bringing a, potentially a Battle Royal mode to Halo. They seem again. I I, I see <laughs> a possibility this summer that Phil gets up there and says, "Hey, we want to we want to announce." that where these four or five teams have uh, joined Xbox Game Studios. And I think it's going to be everyone we just said, because they're all currently working with Microsoft on extensive uh, year-long, many year-long projects. It, it doesn't make any sense for them not to pick and, them up. And then another thing is, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, and it just came to my head because I was reading it the other day. What if Platinum Games goes to Nintendo since they've been working with Nintendo? And, you know, we knew that I think somebody left from Platinum Games. Yeah, the head, you know, of the, the head of the studio. You know, left. Yeah, we don't talk yeah. about maybe Nintendo making acquisitions, and you know we've seen some games like Bayonetta, um, and think again. This is just me far fetched thinking. You know, we right. can also leave out you know the house that built Mario. Um, on the, you know, on the Bungie side, I think this is great. I think we were talking in this in the back, and it just makes sense. You know, we talk about hey, PlayStation needs to react. They don't. They need to continue to make strategic purchases that make sense for them. So, in the sense of Bungie. They're, they have now a developer that can help them with some of their games, which is more multiplayer focused, which is some of the things that they're missing um, in their kind of whole portfolio that they have. And then second to that, um, the kind of, you know, kind of helping them with that infrastructure. Again, if you look at stuff like um, when they purchased uh, Sprite, uh, Fire Sprite, 
They yep. make VR games. We have PSVR coming to. We have Insomniac that also makes uh, some really great VR games. Then you go in and they purchased um, Fire Sprite. Then you have, what was it, ne- uh, Nixus. Hey, we want to yep. bring our games to more people. Hey, let's get someone that can make uh, PC ports. And again, that's because Sony says, hey, why do we need to build this that can take for years? Why don't we get companies that have those things that we need so we can kind of bring them in there and then from them grow it the way we want to grow it, right? Mm-hmm. That whole organic growth thing, right? right. Um, and then when you look at the on the side of Microsoft, hey, we want um, – we need IPs because we know PlayStation has some of these staple IPs that are like gold, right? So let's go ahead and get something like Bethesda. Let me get somebody like Activision. So now that we have the infrastructure, because we are a technology company and we offer services, we can build these great IPs. Um, one of the things that uh, kind of hit me yesterday when I was uh, reading, uh, watching the video for Hogue Law is the way I guess everything was worded. You know, it sounds like even though they purchased Bungie, they're kind of, it sounds more like a partnership, the way the you know, everything was written in the contract. And I think, wasn't it similar that Bungie kind of had the same deal with Activision to an extent, but they ended up purchasing Destiny away from Activision? Or oh, I may be wrong, but it just sounds similar to how when they operated with Activision to an extent, and now they're here on the Sony side doing kind of going independently. Can anybody confirm that? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Again, is Emmy Games. No, I mean, like, that that was actually one thing that I thought of whenever I heard about this is I was like, wow, I mean, like, obviously, we heard rumors about Bungie being acquired. But mm-hmm. but that, that was it was still kind of shocking to me because Bungie kind of seems like they're a, a studio that they want to be free. They just can't be free because they, you know, they, they need funding. Right. right. Um, but yeah, we, we did see something very, very similar with Activision and, uh, you know, because the way that the, the contract was signed, um, or, you know, just how different things developed. Yeah. I mean, Bungie was able to leave out of that agreement. Um, and, and it may, and you're right. It may be something very, very similar here as well, you know, here in, you know, five, 10 years, we may hear of an article where, um, (laughs) You know, Bungie is is leaving Sony. Um, who knows, right? Could you know? And, and one thing, Hoglog, and I want to bring this up so I can get to the last part. And we can kind of move on. He said that at the moment, Sony can say, "Okay, cool, we're going to go multi-plat and continue to do that." But mm-hmm. at one point, they can renegotiate after they acquire them to maybe say, "Hey, maybe we want certain things to be exclusive to the PlayStation platform." And that was something yep. interesting that I found. I think it's great because, again. With Call of Duty, and, and we're not we don't know anything about Call of Duty, and um, it's it's a way of Sony now having a games as a service that can bring in revenue. So again, mm-hmm. we were ta- everyone here was talking the panel about funding those games that we want, right? We want more the Ghost of Tsushima's. We want more of the you know, unfortunately, Days Gone's not coming back, but maybe you know something from Ben. Right. Um, and it just overall helps on the consolidation part. We're not going to know. Are there good and bad parts? Of course. But, you know, one of the things that I used to love in an, an old studio, maybe you guys know it, Looking Glass Studios. They made System oh, Shock. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. They're no longer here. Nope. And one of the things that I, you know, I think Zemi brought a, a good point. You know, what happens with the consolidation, whether uh, teams get closed? One thing that I do find on a positive thing, and it's nothing positive when somebody loses their job, right. but we know that at least Sony and Microsoft have the IPs, and then maybe they can give a crack to a new team. Because look at what happened with Embracer Group. Embracer Group has purchased IPs that have been dead. We don't even know who they own them. And all of a sudden, they bought them for like $2. You know, yep. Carmageddon <laughs> comes to my mind. True. Yeah, so, true. 
and look at some of the games that we love. You know, one of the p- things that we have Bioshock is because somebody owned the name System Shock, so EA couldn't use the name Bioshock. So it basically is a spiritual successor to System Shock. Well, yeah. um, I. I think a great example of what you're kind of talking about is is present with Microsoft, right? Um, of course, Microsoft, they owned uh, Lionhead Studio and then they closed yep. down Lionhead Studio, but they still had the Fable IP. And so, of course, now we're 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 still getting a Fable uh, many, many years after. But but it's still possible to 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 see those beloved IPs after even after a studio closes, come back uh, under a different studio. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we hit it on the head as well. Gamers don't like change. Just like me working on the Windows side, a lot of Windows users say, oh, I love XP, but I want innovation. Well, you can't <laughs> innovate if you are trying to live on old technology. So you can't. So, yeah. you can't. so the game industry, we're kind of, you know, we're creatures of habit. You know, we didn't like right. digital, but now we love digital. And we just have to be able to slowly integrate. I think it's great because we're going to get some great experiences. As long as there's a checks and balances where we're keeping the big three in check when it comes to, hey, this is what we want. We demand as gamers that love this hobby. I think that's where we come in with our wallets, the way we talk about it, and we let them know, hey, this is not what we want from the medium that we enjoy. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a great point. Listen, what I want to do is uh, before we get to um, Crossfire X, there's, there's there's a lot of chatter in the chat regarding the Call of Duty thing. And I don't want to make it into a half-hour topic. I want to make it maybe 10 or 15 minutes because it's it's it's, it's very simple. Uh, and I'll get everyone's op- on the panel's opinion. And this is why. I know there's been a lot of talk. Oh, my God, Call of Duty. It's going to be exclusive. Do I have to buy an Xbox? Here's the thing. Xbox, Microsoft doesn't need to make Call of Duty exclusive. And, and the reason why is money. And, 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 and I'm not saying that they're going to lose money. Folks, here's the here's the real deal situation. Microsoft finds themselves in a position of unbelievable power in the industry. They have the Series S that is making them bank. It is the, it is it is the little man that could. Everyone doubted this console. It's it dropped on sale last month. For uh for for uh um two I think it was two seventy two two seventy it was, um and they it was only for the weekend it sold out instantaneously this this console that has more hundred and twenty frames per second games than the PlayStation Five is going to be two hundred and fifty bucks when uh this this fall and 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 when it hits two fifty it's going to remain that way right now people are leaving Sony. For this console, that's that's a, that's not a, that's not a suggestion. It's not a fanboy uh, factoid. It is a real reality. We're seeing more and more people post, "Hey, I dropped my PlayStation for little man," because most people they're not us. We are the diehard community. Mm-hmm. We are the minority. We the the majority are the normies, are the casual gamers. That is what put 116 million consoles. For Sony into the wild, eighty percent of that. So, so let's bring Call of Duty back into it. Here's the situation: money is going to be at the at the center of this conversation because when Call of Duty gets into Xbox Game Pass for fifteen dollars a month, and in that particular month, that's always a big month for Microsoft with their games. Just imagine it's Call of Duty and two of their AAA bombs. 
How are you going to, how is Sony going to fight that? This is why Sony is terrified. You tell me right now, as gamers, everyone in the chat, we got almost 400 people here. T tell, tell me, be honest with yourself. If Are you going to spend $76.43, which, which is what it cost for a Sony PlayStation 5 game here in New York? $76.43. Or are you going to spend $15? And in that $15, you have 500 titles. And oh, PS, by the way, the new Call of Duty. It, the mathematics are simple. This is when that happens. This is why this deal is so important because what this does is drive Game Pass sales through the roof. We're talking once this deal happens, and I am talking in absolutes because it is going to happen. You're going to see Game Pass with Disney Plus numbers once they start getting not only the Microsoft first party, but you get something like a, a a Call of Duty in there. That is going to be huge. So let's start with uh, Steel Rain. We'll get your opinion on this. Yeah. Am I correct in saying so? Uh, again, that's kind of the drum that I've been beating also. I mean, there's no need to make it exclusive when you have a service that you have access to on multiple devices. Like, Everything, even your like, washing machine. People forget that for some <laughs> reason. Like, you can get it on Xbox, PC, phone, tablet, whatever, cloud, whatever, wherever you want access to it. That's the goal that they're, they're, that they're trying to get to. So the fact that you have that availability, you don't have to make it exclusive to your platform. You're going to bring people in as soon as they say they go to go to their buddy's house and be like, hey, man, well, yeah, this, this game looks pretty cool. It's the new Call of Duty. It's like, yeah, man, I just paid 76 and some odd change for it. Yeah, man, I, I, I got it in uh, Game Pass for my subscription. <laughs> what? Really? It, that is going to drive numbers. And I know people try to make it seem like, oh, you're just saying that because, oh, it's the bubble. I do not live on Twitter. I, I've been in, in the internet scene since the 2000s, early 2000s. Um, I've been gaming for just as that long online also. I started online gaming since PC. And I have a whole bunch of friends in different areas that have different aspects and who aren't gamers. And they all have said that they would rather pay that $15 subscription service like they do with anything else to get access to hundreds of games versus them paying that one fee up front. And then when you take it, take it from the perspective of the consumer, when, when little Timmy or Billy or whatever the case might be, goes to their parents and is like, hey, mom, dad, um, whether it's one game, two games, even at $140 a year, 15 bucks a month, those parents are going to be like, and you get how many games? Yeah, I'm going to sign you up for that. And now I don't have to worry about it anymore. And then when that conversation comes up, when they have particular titles that maybe little Timmy wants to play um, Elden Ring all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I saved on so much money this year. Here you go. It's an early birthday present. Or whatever the case might be. I wish I would have had those opportunities when I was coming up. And that is the bigger picture. Being able to get more eyes on your subscription service, more eyes on your IP, your content overall, than you just having to pay full price for it anymore. Um, and that, yes, it can be a double-edged sword, but with the way that things are going right now, it doesn't do anything but make sense, especially for Xbox and everything that they got going on. Why make it exclusive when we could put it in Game Pass and it's basically the same thing? Yes, I mean, that, that's a fantastic point. Zemi Games, you know, obviously you, you literally just talked about this. You've always yeah. been, you know, facing forward about exclusivity. Uh, you don't like games being taken away from people. Uh, and, and I think that this is one of those instances that there's so much money to be made for Microsoft to, uh, you know, which, of course, 
uh, you know, ROI, right? Return of investment. This is this is this is uh, Call of Duty is PlayStation's biggest moneymaker. It sells more than any. It sells more than any three of their um, uh, over-the-shoulder single-player games. That's how much it sells. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's still being in there. Sure, PlayStation players are going to play it, but there is going to come a conversation that, wait a second, this is 76 bucks. I go over there, it's $15, and I got a, a, a smorgasbord of games, and, oh, they have a console that's 250. It's next gen. I'm I'm jumping in on that. I, I think we're gonna see we're gonna see a monster turnaround. What what are your thoughts on this? So uh, real quick, uh, because I'm a little behind still on news. Uh, is it confirmed that uh, Call of Duty will be going to PlayStation? Like continue be more. Well, Phil sense Phil Spencer uh, said he desires he is desire <laughs> is to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Okay. That he All actually right. said that in the press release, and one of the big holdups, and I think that we, you know we'll, we'll talk about this at another time, is the regulatory people are concerned that they're going to lock this behind a paywall, and Microsoft has already yeah. said no, no, place uh, we 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 value PlayStation and their and their place in the industry, and our desire to keep PlayStation uh, uh, Call of Duty on PlayStation is is something that's a reality. So he said that already. Yeah. You know, I just wish that that Phil would have said that maybe about a year ago with the whole Bethesda acquisition thing. And then I could have, uh, you know, not been wrong because <laughs> that was my general idea. Look, I, I think that call uh, Xbox stands to make more money by by leaving Call of Duty on PlayStation. I, I 100 percent support that. I, I hope that they do that. Right. And And as I've said many years now, uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't want big established franchises to be taken away. Right. Um, and, and that's as true as Sony doing it as, as Microsoft doing it as anyone else doing it. Like, I just don't want to see it. So I, I 100% would prefer to see uh, call of duty on, uh, on, on PlayStation and continue to stay on there uh, because, you know, Xbox is going to make a lot of money. Uh, now I will say this uh, boom. I, I do think, you are wrong on your pricing, though. I don't think that Xbox is going to charge uh, $75 on, on PlayStation. I think that they're going to charge uh, the same amount that they charge on Xbox. Uh, and, uh, and that's... And I don't we, know. We've seen them do that with like pretty much every everything else so far that that they've that they've put on on playstation um like most recently uh was the skyrim anniversary edition uh, i believe uh I'm, I'm you know almost positive is is the same uh price uh if you just went out to actually just go and buy the anniversary edition it's the same price as as what you can find on xbox so i i don't think that we're going to see them uh price jack on on playstation i think it's going to be the same exact price of course you know i i say that the same exact price because you can always get it cheaper on xbox by subscribing to xbox game pass but i think one major benefit of xbox putting their games or and allowing you know some of their games uh to be multi-plat um is is the word of mouth marketing and, and in my opinion i i truly believe word of mouth is the best type of marketing that you can have. And having just everyday consumers and your best friend or you know the guy down the road that kind of smells weird, but you somewhat listen to what he says sometimes. I don't know if you're ever going to listen to that guy. But uh, having just everybody come at you and say, hey, why are you paying $60 on PlayStation? Don't you know that you can get that game day and date, $15, $10 you know, a month on Xbox? You know, having... You know, Xbox having Call of Duty, 
remain on PlayStation is going to get people talking. And it's going to drive conversations. And yep. and in my opinion, word of mouth mar- word of mouth is the best type of marketing. Yeah, I mean, you, you're definitely onto something. But again, regardless of whether it's it's uh, sixty five uh, eighteen or seventy six forty three, which is eleven dollars more that you're going to pay yeah, that, for the ten dollars. It's it, it's it still com- yeah it, it doesn't matter yeah. because there's still there's still a ridiculous value proposition and I think uh, let me see if I could find it in the chat real quick I think it was um, Lord Roughness that says uh, casuals go where the value is that's that's a fact again that, that that that's not even a suggestion that's a fact but before we move uh, we uh, get to Joanna Dark I gotta catch him so many super chats there's been quite a few risk it for the biscuit I love that that's great he drops not <laughs> one but two super chats of three dollars and the first one he says it doesn't matter if Call of Duty is on PlayStation because it'll be in Game Pass indeed it is and the second super chat says Crystal Dynamics is with a capital IS going to be acquired 100% I think that is a done deal uh, just o- only because of who lets a whole studio, whole AAA studio, just go and work with another publisher. It, it does. It's never. It's never been done in the history. So, again, t- take it for what it's worth. Drawn TJ, generous friend of the show, he drops not one but two super chats, and the first one is a big bomb at twenty dollars. He says, "Morning, guys. Do you see Spartacus on Xbox and Game Pass on PlayStation?" Also, do you think them buying all of these developers and publishers to keep outside competition to make a dent into the console space? Uh, no, for the first one. I think that Sony's going to do their own thing. I think Microsoft is going to do their own thing. Yeah, you, 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 you just you won't see it there because what happens is the same way you won't see Xbox on, on Nintendo uh, because what that does is it eats from – Microsoft will be eating from their plate. And and that's not just, that's not going to happen. Everyone's going to have their own service, and everyone's going to be happy. And you know whether uh, Spartacus sucks or not, well, that's up to Sony. Whether it's day and date, if it doesn't have day and date, it sucks. I'm going to tell you that right now because that rumor, that leak, uh, three tier system. If if it if if the third tier does not change and say day and date, it's garbage. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's literally what you have now with PlayStation <laughs> now, and that sucks. Um, his, se- his second super chat of $5 says, honestly, I think Sony and Xbox are working together to save the gaming industry. I mean, there could be some truth for that for sure. Uh, uh, but we, we, you know, again, someone will write a book and eventually we will read about it. Don nice. Otaku drops a $5 super chat and says, as dusk falls from the Xbox game showcase in 2020, just got its ESRB rating potentially pointing to a release coming soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested uh for that and uh pragmatic eagle generous friend of the show he drops an outstanding ten dollar super chat and says good more good afternoon zemi steel rain mr joanna dark and boom and chat make sure y'all hit the like button folks hashtag fun hashtag gamers united <laughs> indeed i love that uh but uh mr joanna dark what what are your thoughts on call of duty staying on playstation and potentially not not being a big deal because microsoft is going to attract the casual community with you know xbox game pass and little man you know i don't have any issues i think the problem is we have you know a small percentage of people that can't let go of the box yep when i sit down and i and when i sit down to play on my pc when I sit down to play on my Xbox, my PlayStation, wherever I'm at, I'm not worried about whether Joe Schmo from the street um, has 55 frames per second, 80. 
<laughs> I'm playing my games where I want to play with my friends are. Yep. And I and I believe that we want to get to a place, you know, the one thing I love about Xbox Game Pass, right, is I can say, hey, what's that game? And I was telling my brother-in-law, because my brother-in-law doesn't play a lot of games. And I said, hey, let's play Rainbow Six Extraction. He was like, okay, how much is it? I said, don't worry. Remember, you got Game Pass. Now we can sit down and we can play. And just to be able to say, hey, you got Game Pass, let's go ahead and jump in. It's a great thing to be able to get people into games that I want to play um, because the upfront cost is not a lot, right? And the same thing when I look at it with PS Plus, right? I was able to play with friends, Alien, the, the Predator game, um, Hunting Grounds, because yes. it was on the service. I couldn't convince anybody else to purchase it, unfortunately. But because they had PlayStation and it was on the service, I told my cousin, hey, let's jump on this. I need somebody to jump in. And what I what I got, you know, I, I, I got to listen to Phil Spencer. And, and this is just overall where I think it's going, in my opinion, is that PlayStation and Xbox want to move at one point beyond the box where everyone can play. There's markets out there that we don't understand that are mobile-first markets. There are markets out there that are that consume content differently. And as we're building these games, we're going to build them to be scalable to any device. Think about when we watch Netflix. I don't say, oh, man, you know, my, my NVIDIA Shield does 4K better than your uh, Apple TV. Nah. I say, hey, you know, I go down and say, hey, you know that movie that I just dropped on Netflix? Uh, you know, Squid Game or that show? Go watch it. Like, where is it? On Netflix. Right, cool. That's where I, we want to move, and I think the industry is slowly moving, where you can access the content where you want. Will there be hardware? I'm pretty sure there'll still be hardware because there's people that want it. But as our infrastructure and technology gets better, things can always change. So, you know, we don't know. Um, and I think having a cash cow like Call of Duty mm -hmm. and bringing more people into that community helps. Remember, a lot of these multiplayer games die. Why? Because one community abandons it for something new. So yep. when you have a game like COD or any multiplayer game have a, an extended community, they keep them alive. Look at Dead by Daylight. The reason that game, people still play it because it has cross-play. Because yep. there's a passionate community playing it on all platforms, even on Switch, like myself, and um, and playing. And I just feel that at the end of the day, you that's how you bring players over. And it's going to be about more about the experience. Um, and we just have to be able to kind of, some of us, Get away from the fact that, oh, it's a box. It's gaming. You should be able to yes. go, you know, still yep, made a good thing. You know what? I'm a poor kid from Brooklyn. And I wish that I can spend that money to have the games. I've been fortunate that I went to my friend's house. And I'm fortunate now that, Ex I, you know, yep, I, exactly. I'm financially good <laughs> to be able to play. But exactly. I always tell the story that I've told this before. And I said this is on Boom. I am able to play with some of my family members that can't afford a console in third world countries but you know what's cool about it i bought them game pass and now i can jump in and play and they're like oh wow and it and it's great why because a lot of these games feel engagement so the more people playing the more people subscribing guess what we're gonna get the sequels to the games that we want so exactly. this whole concept we got to move we got to move away from that concept you know what gaming is gaming forget about the logos these companies are gonna make money marketing is great they all have great marketing but it's all about just play the games. And that's what Jim Ryan's seeing. That's what Phil Spencer is seeing. A place where you just say, hey, what game is that? Oh, yeah, it's on Spartacus. Let's jump on that. Or whatever Nintendo exactly. makes, you know? And that's what is going to happen. And again, is it going to be in the next two, three years? No. But we're laying the tracks. Yes. Because eventually, indeed. Indeed. every industry changes. And nothing's the same. Look at PCs. Microsoft is trying to make PCs now that give you Windows to scale. 
So you're building games that are going to scale to the cloud so you can play it on the mobile. You can play it on any single device. And I, I can yep. tell you for one, I own all these devices because I like playing my games on my iPhone, on my iPad, on my Samsung Fold. I just enjoy games, and I love the fact that we're getting to that future that I've always wanted as 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 a as a teenager in my early 20s and my early 30s, and now it's coming, and it's just great, just overall. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, I, I'm I'm glad what everyone had to say, and I and I think everyone really really hit the drove the point home. Uh, again, exclusivity for certain things, yes. I think uh, I think uh, Spyro exclusive. I, I think Crash Bandicoot exclusive. There's going to be quite a few things, but something like Call of Duty, they don't necessarily need it to be exclusive. And I think that Microsoft potentially could be leaving money on the table. But now, boom, the end, yes, sir. Question: With this whole Call of Duty and Destiny, do you see that as both coming to the table and saying, "Well, hey, this cross ta- cross play tax needs to go." So we can probably have games because my thing is, will Microsoft have to pay Sony? A, you know, a, a tax that's well. That I think that I think that, that this, this is what the desire to put play uh, <laughs> leave it on, on um, Call of Duty on PlayStation. There, there's going to be certain things uh, that are going to have to be gone. Otherwise, Sony's going to lose out. That's uh, this 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 cross play tax. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Uh, that that's Sony just being kind of Sony. That's their thing, and uh, and if they want this deal to go through and, and they really want Call of Duty on their console, then they're gonna be like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're sorry, we're, we'll take away the tax and just be cross play like everybody else. They're all, all, all normal companies. Or we can um, have a thing where Destiny uses PSN as a sign in, and vice versa. Call of Duty uses an Xbox. And again, these are all deals that I was thinking of. I was thinking before before this whole Destiny deal the deal breaker of the desire, right? Where Microsoft says, well, hey, you need Xbox Live sign-in, mm-hmm. you know, to do this. Remember, that was a deal breaker with Jim Ryan because of the children. So yeah. my thing is, you know, again, we don't know these things, but I'm pretty sure they're hashing those things out as we see mm-hmm. this thing kind of in real time going. Well, I mean, again, the, 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 here's, here's the, the, what I said in the beginning. Right now, Microsoft is holds all the cards. Mm-hmm. They're the dealer. Uh, right now, the, the Jim Ryan and Sony have walked up to the table. Right, the, the casino is Microsoft. The player is Sony, and if they want to play, well, you're gonna to have to pay. And I think there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of concessions made. I don't may, may, maybe the seventy thirty thing. Maybe that's that gets lessened. You know what I'm saying? But again, only time is gonna tell. I do want to move on to, of course, the Crossfire X topic, which a lot of people have been asking for. If you didn't know, uh, Remedy Studios, makers of Alan Wake and and so many other incredible uh, story driven titles uh, like Quantum Break, which is one of my favorite, uh, oh, you know, uh, last generation games, Max uh, is making their fir- uh, a first person shooter in the lines of what you would find in Call of Duty and in Battlefield when there were story, uh, you know, story modes in there. And that is releasing in nine days. Uh, we got a tweet yesterday where they confirmed that, hey, keep keep it, keep an eye out for, uh, you know, for more information regarding the launch of this game. Uh, right now, it's up for preload uh, on Xbox. It is an Xbox exclusive, and it's, of course, on PC. Uh, there are three packages. One is $10. One is $15. And the full game is uh, $30. Bucks, and it's on mm-hmm. sale for 24 and change, which I have mine pre-ordered uh, because, obviously, listen, I love Remedy. I know a lot of people don't like them. I love Remedy, and I love, I love the, I, I, the idea that they're 
going to, you know, produce something that they've never done before. I, I'm very interested to get a, a Call of Duty level single player uh, narrative game from them because we know that they know how to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I want to get the panel's opinion whether or not you're going to jump on board. We did get some pretty good information that one part of this game is going to be dropping into xbox game pass day and date which is interesting because they originally had said uh, multiplayer free story campaign you gotta pay and i don't know what changed but one part of the campaign is in fact going to be available in xbox game pass for me i don't care because i'm buying it anyway i already have it pre-ordered steel let's get your opinion are you interested in this game, Crossfire X, that went dead silent, was supposed to release last year. Obviously, you know, they had some development issues with the virus, like everyone else in the industry. Mm-hmm. Is this a day one for you, man? Uh, is it a day one? I don't know. Not necessarily. I, I'm I'm not necessarily hype about Crossfire. Um, again, with it coming from Remedy, the closest thing that I have in relation to Remedy is going to be uh, when they go back to working on Max Payne, uh, the first thing and second game. Um, back in the day so um, other than that I really haven't touched any other other games since so control um, I have jumped into Alan Wake so excuse me on that one and then Quantum Break which I've all I've always heard good things about they're just not games that necessarily um, that I would just try to just roll into um, for me personally I'm extremely bougie when it comes to the games that I play um, especially the time that I spend into them because again nowadays um, especially I mean even at 29 years old like I have I have family I got work I got other other side hobbies that I have so it's like I have to balance it there's always this fine line and then when you have so many other games that are out there to play um, Crossfire just wasn't in my wheelhouse of getting getting to look at especially now that Halo's out uh, if I want my first person fix that's where I'm going to go or I'm having a good time with rainbow six extraction. Um, so there's other ones that I would probably, you know, kind of sway to versus crossfire. But the interesting thing to me, and it's the same thing that happened with rainbow six extraction, because I, I was the same person that said I had zero interest in rainbow six extraction. Zero. When I tell you, when I saw that game, I was like, oh, Rainbow Six Siege with a skin on it, aliens, uh, whatever. I'm not not really a horde mode player. It was great in Gears. That's the only time that it's really kind of satisfactory. And even then, it kind of pushes the boundary for me. I tried it through Game Pass because I had, there was no upfront fee, and I can't get enough of the game now. Really? So, yeah, oh, I love uh, Extraction. For any, <laughs> I get why I get why people don't like it, but for me, it does something different to the point to where it keeps me wanting to come back, especially <laughs> as a co-op experience. I think it does, um, it blows black back for blood out of the water. Uh, for me personally, back for blood. If you want that left for dead feel where you get that pressure and everything else, it did it hit all those same notes. Nice. So I'm not going to say no to crossfire completely because it is available to me, at least in the campaign side of it for me to try out and then make my own personal decision. Now, whether I get to it or not, something completely different. Um, yeah, I haven't got, I haven't gotten <laughs> to extraction because I'm, I'm inundated with so many games, dude. Exactly. Like I'm playing record of Lotus war. Oh, wow, dude, that game is bonkers awesome. good, bro. Yeah. If you like, if you love Castlevania symphony of the night, 
This is a must-download game. It's in Game Pass. Uh, Jeff Grubb, good friend of the program, good friend of the community, he was talking about it on his podcast. I was like, really? The minute I got done with the show, I went and downloaded I was like, holy shit, this is great. So, right. uh, so that, uh, again, I, 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 that's, that's, that's the beauty of Xbox Game Pass exactly. because you, if you, if you, again, even if you don't have the time now, there's no upfront fee. There's no like, wow, man, if I spend the money and this game sucks, I'm shit out of luck, right? It, that has always been my problem and why I've always had a hard time convincing myself, especially over the years when it comes to single player games, because I'm a multiplayer first gamer. I'm always going to go for PVP before I go for anything else, because that's what I spend those hundreds to thousands of however many hours into. I mean, literally the mirror opposite of you. Ex exactly. Which I can <laughs> completely understand, which I completely understand. But that's what makes this so great, because I have now, especially since I've gotten old and everything, have been able to be like all right well now that i'm not sitting in parties all day and wanting to say hey guys we put what game are we jumping into it's more so now i'm taking my time and playing through games that i might have skipped over mass effects another perfect example of that i didn't play that in game pass i, I, I paid that uh, when it came out the legendary edition uh that was my first time playing it and man i did i i'm glad that i waited to play it because i was able to play all three because once i played that first one i was addicted but that's also another one that's currently in game pass where i tell people all the time yo if you haven't played Mass Effect up to this point, try it out because I that's the greatest series that I've ever played in, in the history of man to this day, in wow. my personal opinion. Um, oh, it's so good, yeah, it's 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 amazing. I love it. Mass Effect 2 is the greatest, but um, yep, that's the goat. There you go, that's the goat. <laughs> but either way, um, for just bring it back, back to Crossfire. It just makes it hard for me to kind of downplay games as they come into Game Pass now because I don't know how it's going to end up pulling me. Because, again, like you touched on, Boom, you have that initial, I didn't have to pay anything extra for it. Uh, oh, it's available to download. I'll try it out. If I get an hour in, I know immediately whether it's a game for me or not. And that's the main thing. And from all the videos that I've been seeing, I, hey, look, I, I used to like Call of Duty in the past. Um, campaigns have never been my main suiting point uh, since after Modern Warfare 2. But it this doesn't mean that I can't get in here and have a good time, especially with you got somebody like Remedy behind the scenes who's known for making good stories um, and making them enticing. So I'm, I'm gonna see. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, I just don't know how soon I'm going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Zemi Games, let's get your opinion on this. Is Crossfire sure. X on your radar? And more so, again, it's not the whole campaign. Apparently, it's just a yeah, part, first part. Mm -hmm. part. The first part. In Xbox Game Pass, I suppose to entice you because the marketing has not been good. Uh, the marketing has been just awful. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, you've you've heard nothing about it. It, I mean, outside of a couple of tweets, this they've put no no effort to hey let people know this game is coming out. I, I I'm I'm quite shocked. It is an Xbox exclusive, Xbox and PC exclusive. So I'm a little shocked. But wow, I mean, again, I, I'm look. I'm all in on Remedy anything, right? I don't care whether it's third person, first person. If Remedy's mm -hmm. making a new game, I'm I'm buying it because I love Remedy. I know that. What about dating sim? Boom. What's that? Dating, <laughs> dating sim. sim. <laughs> dating sim might make me make me uh, just question who's running the show over there. I'd be I'd be very concerned if they did release that. That's but hilarious. I might try it. I don't know if it's a Game Pass. I'm trying it for sure. Uh, but Zemi, is it on your radar, bro? 
It is. It is. But real quick, Steel, if you yeah. have not played uh like like the recent Modern Warfare from Call of Duty, like that, oh, that campaign, was, that was, I got every well, go back and play it. That's that's really the same. It's a, it's the same story from the original, isn't it? it no, updated. No, they changed some things. It changed a lot okay. in that. It, it's it's yeah. not a carbon. Hey, let's make a remake, and it's <clears> they they changed okay. so much that I think. Look, I love that game so much. I think I got wow. every achievement in the game except for one. One achievement nice. I'm missing. It, it yeah. is really good. It's yeah. another one of those where I'm just like, nah, I'm, I'm it'll so come to Game Pass. So don't worry, brother. You can play it then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there you yeah. go. Play it then. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back on topic. Uh, I'm sorry, Modern Warfare was just so good though. No, uh, good. <laughs> back on topic though. Uh, yes, I I am actually really really interested in playing the single player. I love uh, first person shooter military like story mode campaigns. Like I, I absolutely love them. Um, so I, I'm 110% in it. Um, I I'm really not interested in Crossfire's multiplayer. Like I played their multiplayer yeah. and and I thought it it just screamed Call of Duty budget like like a budget Call of Duty to me. Like it it really uh, did not impress me at all. Um, but the campaign, I am 100% willing to give it a try. I'm probably going to play the first part in game pass. And if I really like it, then I'm going to buy the rest of it. Okay. Uh, just, just because I did, I was not impressed with the, with the multiplayer. With that being said, the multiplayer was made by a different studio. Remedy yeah, making Smile a single Gate player. Is the one that did it. Yeah. So, so that, 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 you know, that give me more faith but i i am you know very excited for it i you know i've, I've been waiting for it for, uh for a long time now um hope, i wish it would have came out last year but you know it, it got delayed and and that's probably for the best um but yeah no for sure really excited for it can't wait to jump in and uh join the dark let's get your opinion on this brother it is uh i mean you know obviously you know you work with microsoft so i don't know if you had a chance to maybe, maybe get a chance to play it early or not this is a game that I think that even though it doesn't have a tremendous budget, it doesn't have the biggest, uh, uh, you know, uh, marketing campaign in the world. So obviously it's been it's been like mom and pop style. Like, hey, just right. throw a banner up there and, and tape tape this to the to the pole, and maybe somebody will see it. But I think that we it's remedy, man. It, it they gotta deliver on this, and I I love the fact that. It's something that we've never seen from them. That's what's interesting to me. Where do you fall on Crossfire X? I'm excited for Crossfire X. And because, like you said it, Boom, I love Remedy. You know, I had the opportunity to sit down with Sam Lake. Oh, dude, that's of, awesome. And and talk, you know, talk the talk and, and get a few little tidbits here and there that I'm going to keep, you know, in my grave. But it just made me appreciate a lot of the games that I love from Remedy. Um, it is something new. It does remind me of Crisis when I look at some of the trailers. Uh, you know, X going to give it to you. But, uh, you know, I think both chapters should be in the game. And again, that's just me. Um, but I think if I like the first chapter, I definitely want to show my appreciation to Remedy and say, hey, let me go ahead and jump into that a second. I love military shooters. I just played Bright Memory Infinite over the holiday, uh, the final so version freaking on PC. Good. I, can't, I cannot wait for the full re release, man. And, and the way it ends... Yes. I was just like, oh my God. I said, I no, no, well, I the full game's out on the PC side. On PC, yeah. Not on not on Xbox and, yet. And I'm thinking, if this person, this one person had the budget at least that Remedy got, this this Bright Memory Infinite is basically mm -hmm. Devil May Cry as a first person mm -hmm. shooter. It's, Pretty it's much. Fantastic. Yes, yes, it's um, really good. So mm -hmm. Crossfire X, yeah, I've seen some publications say that they didn't uh enjoy it, but hey, 
to each their own when it comes to their taste. It's coming to Game Pass. Um, I'm a fan of Remedy. I'm going to make that choice. And if I like it, I like it. Hey, I always say, right? I like the order of, 18, of 1886. It's a and, freaking awesome game, dude. And I love the lore. <laughs> and everybody tells me, why do you like that game? Guess what? Because I play games that I like. I play so many niche exactly. games. Exactly. Yes. You know, you know Danganronpa on Game Pass is one of the best games out there that just came to the service. And uh, yeah, I, like I, literally, I think it was last week or something like that. Yeah. So I, I hope it's good. And I'm excited because I felt that in a packed month with Dying Light on Friday, which is another one, then you have Sifu. Then you have Dude, Elden Ring, looks... Horizon Forbidden yeah. West. I'm interested. There's no Ooh. way they come in and said, "Hey, we're gonna, we're just gonna think we're gonna." And Elden know, Ring too, by the way. Yeah, which is and I'm ridiculous. just like I'm happy that Game of the Year 2022 Evil Dead moved to May. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm like overall, I'm excited for Crossfire X, and I, I, I'm just talk. I can't wait to talk with you guys to see what your, what's your thoughts on it once we play it. Yeah, me too. And I know Zemi Games can't wait to play Evil Dead, uh, his game of the year, 2022. Zemi, like. that's the 2022 game of the year. <laughs> you know, see, you guys are talking, like, about Remedy. Like, man, like, everything Remedy makes is great. Oh, I love them. And I'm sitting over here, like, everything that Remedy makes that's not scary is fantastic. <laughs> so here's, here's the thing with Remedy. Um, I love Alan Wake. Um, Quantum Break was, was a game that felt like it was the start of a franchise. That yeah, it's finished. a shame that we won't get a sequel. And yeah. not to really give away everything, but it did feel like it was sort of, you know, hey, there's more to this. Oh, 100%. Control, control what I loved about it is that it felt like Sam Lake was J.J. Abrams giving me this really weird story about this facility um, and what's happening with the board. And I personally like Control. And now that Alan Wake is coming, again... To me, Remedy has made some really good games, um, and they're niche games that not you know that that are kind of like you know cult classics the way I like the way I put it. But I think they're great. I think sometimes they try to do so much that they may fall flat on certain things. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I, I'm hoping that Alan Wake Two, uh, which I can't believe is actually happening. I'm so excited for that. We're finally going to get a sequel. I actually it's one of the games I got to get back to. I bought the HD remaster, and I'm almost at the end and. You know, obviously, just too, too many games. I hope Max but... Payne Four happens. If yeah. Alan Wake can come back, we need Max Payne. Hundred <laughs> percent, absolutely. And uh, why can't I buy Max Payne Three on on on, uh, on the uh, Xbox Store? Because I can't find the disc. This is I, I. That's the one game I wanted, and I think I have the disc, but it's in storage, and I'm I'm, I'm not trying. I may actually have to go buy that online to get the physical disc because Max Payne Three is one of the one backwards compatibility games that I wanted, and they delivered. I will Ooh. play that like it's new. If if you have a PC, just get it on the PC. I, dude, I my, yeah, I, my my PC is 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 I have a, I have I have a nice PC, but it's not a it's not a rig, and I I think it would probably run like crap, but it's fine. It, it's that, fine. You got that Steam Deck coming? Play it on the Steam Deck. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I do yeah. got the Steam Deck coming as uh, hopefully uh, at the end of February. I got the big boy for that. But listen, I want to get into the last topic of the show, folks. And this one is not only an oldie, but it's a goodie because we're going to be talking Major League Baseball, the show, MLB, the show 2022, confirmed for Xbox Game Pass. Now, I'm going to be up front. I don't play that game. It's a... I I, I, I I don't oh, play the game. MOB, the show. I, I don't play. I, I, I bought them over the years. I've played them. I think they're incredible. The graphics are just incredible. 
last year when it when it downloaded, uh, I, I downloaded the game. I played, like, you know, a game or two, and I'm like, listen, I just wanted to play it. Say I played it. I, it, it that's just not for me. I, I I like sports games, but not like I used to. Mm-hmm. But that's not the crux of the conversation. The crux of the conversation is the fact that Xbox players who subscribe to the service known as Xbox Game Pass are going to be able to download this game for the price of their subscription. Now, whether that's $10 or $15, if you are uh, a lucky gamer, and I say lucky because, we know, obviously we don't know, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the, trying to find a Series X or an S, still very difficult, right? If you are a gamer who has one of these consoles, you are going to get the next-gen version for free. Download. That's it. Download, and you're good. Sony players, well, that, that that's I, I, I kind of feel bad for Sony players who only have a Sony console because you're paying 70 bucks, 76.43 here in New York for the PlayStation 5 version. And I think that this is just another example of why Game Pass is incredible, but why the Call of Duty conversation we had a little while ago is going to be irrelevant. It, 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 it's, it's just people are going to come to where the value is, and the value is Xbox Game Pass. This is a big announcement. Uh, and obviously, it, it, it's, it's, I mean, you, you have to look at these, like, 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 Steel, like you say, take it back from an RTS point of view, look back, and look at the overall picture here. This is a PlayStation exclusive mm. on an Xbox console, mm. right? But that in itself, is 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 a conundrum but i think where the 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 sand or the salt in the eyes here is that xbox players get the upgrade version for free playstation players 7643 it is a slap in the face a kick to the balls whatever you want to call it steal (laughs) take it away brother how big of a deal is, is this for xbox players um, for it to continue to for it to continue this deal to continue to happen, um, I think it, it's it's a major thing for those who are interested. Again, just like boom, um, I have no interest in it. Um, I've kind of checked out the whole sport game thing, especially with this whole microtransaction fad that's been going on over the years, where none of your progression carries over. It just makes it feel like it's pointless to continuously reiterate, reiterate, and invest more and more money into it. Uh, I know people like to complain about your other microtransaction games, Fortnite, Apex uh warframe uh destiny but these sports games do it the worst and i just i can't get behind that but overall the fact that this deal continues to happen tells me that mlb got exactly what they wanted and that's more eyes on their product to continue to iterate on their game um I can't. I mean, it just tells you we're entering again the age of accessibility, and the more and more people that you can get eyes on up front, the better it is overall. Um, it shouldn't take you three to five years to get all the sales that you need to see that you're going to sell maybe 10 million copies, maybe five million copies, um, where you can get that within the first month. Um, so you can really gauge interest, really support the game um, properly. I feel like personally um, with that because you're getting everybody's different sides and opinions uh, up front. Um, within that time span, but also, um, I mean, we see it going to going to the switch also. So it just shows me that MLB wanted to keep everything open. Uh, the fact that we, as the Xbox consumer, for those who are invested in the Game Pass, um, are continuing to get more um, benefits, more of a reward. I guess I could say I should say at this point because at least that's how it feels um, with the games that kind of come in and out. 
that if I ever wanted to jump in, it's right there day one. I don't have to think about it. Um, if I wanted to try it out, if I had a homie, it was like, hey, man, let's, let's run a game or two. I like kind of what Joanna Dark was speaking to earlier. It's, it's nothing but a download away. And then, boom, here we go. We're playing online across the world, whatever the case may be, eliminating barriers. And that's the main thing that I think is going to be that's the biggest benefit to us yeah. as the gamer um, in the whole point of why Xbox Game Pass exists. So um, it's an exciting thing, man. And it only shows you credits to the kind of avenue that we're going down to what's wrong with giving people more of an incentive um, or more accessibility. So, yeah, I mean, and again, obviously, you know, we're still in a, a pandemic era, you know, exactly. households, uh, you know, everything has gone up. You know, uh, you know, groceries have gone up, gas has yeah. gone up, uh, everything that makes life for you, uh, you know, a, nor- a, a, a you know, normalty, and gaming has gone up too. Gaming is an expensive hobby. Is it? Is it? You know, so you know, when you see something like Xbox Game Pass offering the uh, ridiculous amount of value. Right. It, 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 it's this is again, it's, it's 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 hard to deny wanting to get an Xbox. It's hard to deny wanting to be a part of that ecosystem. And I've said this before. I don't think PlayStation players who own a PlayStation four or five are throwing their consoles into the backyard and beating them with bats. That's not that's not going to happen. No one's saying that because everyone's talking about, well, they have a digital library. Boom. So they're not getting rid of it. Well, no one's asking them to get rid of it. But you have an opportunity to say, hey, listen, I got this digital library, and I'm holding on to that. But there's this other company over here that's offering a ridiculous amount of value, and for 15 bucks a month, like I, I, I can get over 500 games right now. Own oh, they have a next gen console that is a v- very powerful in its own rights, right? Mm-hmm. I've said this, I said this in the beginning of the, of the show. The Series S has more 120 frame per second games than the PlayStation 5. Put that in your pipe and smoke it because that's saying something. But Zemi, I want to bring you back in, into the conversation. <clears throat> where, where? I mean, listen, I, I don't know if you're a major MLB The Show player, but this is a big deal. Uh, again, it was done last year. We don't know how the money, uh, obviously, I think last year it was done because it was the first time coming to an Xbox platform. So they may wanted to make a big old splash in the conversation of, Hey, get MLB the show. Turns out that MLB the show sold better on the Xbox, which is not surprising because many gamers have been starving for an, a baseball game, but seeing it return to the service equally impressive. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, like you and, and like Steel Rain, I, I'm really not a huge MLB fan. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I play some sports games, but like, right. like, I mean, like a little bit of FIFA, a little bit of NHL, uh, that, that's, that's pretty much, but well, they're also like PGA, like golf. Um, I, I, I like golf a lot, uh, but I'm not really into baseball. Um, and, and, and so like whenever that game came out, I think I downloaded it but I don't even think I played it. I think I just downloaded it and then just deleted it like a few days later. Um, Cause I'm just like, I'm just not interested in it, but quite clearly there's many people on Xbox that are. And uh, I mean, that's great, right? It's great for the MLB. They're making more money. It's great for Sony. They're making more money and it's great for Xbox because, you know, they're now making some more money as well. And, and you know, the, the players that, that actually care about MLB 
mm-hmm. now have the access to to play it. Like, if there's any game that should not be exclusive, it's a sports game. Like, yeah, because I agree. I, I mean, like, it doesn't matter if you if you're an Xbox player or if you're a PlayStation player or you like Nintendo or whatever. I, I don't even think MLB the Show is on Nintendo. I, I could be mistaken, um, but it doesn't matter where you play your games. Like that has no relevance on whether or not you are a fan of like major league baseball. And just the fact that, you know, players get punished for buying, you know, the wrong console and, and now they can't play a, you know, a game uh, for a franchise that they absolutely adore. Like, you know, MLB is, is, is utterly ridiculous. So, I mean, it, it shouldn't have taken this long for MLB to, to pull away the exclusivity from Sony, but you know, it's great that everyone seems to be benefiting and they're continuing to doing it and it's coming uh, to, to game pass uh, day and date. Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, Day and date. Literally. Yeah. 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 I mean, and and I think that in this, you know, situation, you know, everyone wins like the players win, uh, PlayStation wins, Xbox, MLB, everyone wins. Um, If anything, you know, you could make the argument that Sony is kind of taking a small L here. In the sense that, you know, now play that's just another game that players are able to look uh, to PlayStation and 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 then look to to Xbox and and say, you know, what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like seventy dollars over here, ten dollars over there with a service kind of thing. Yes. So yeah. if anything, if anyone's if it hurts anyone, it's PlayStation and and that's slightly, uh, but they're still making really good money off of it. So. Yeah, and uh, uh, um, Steel Rain just dropped something into the uh, DM over here, into the chat. MLB The Show arrives on the Nintendo Switch as well. Very it, interesting. Yeah, okay, there we go. Very first, first, that's going to be... <laughs> I, I used to play it on my Vita. I used to play that's it on my be, Vita. So, I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> that's going to be tough. Yeah, yeah it, it's going to be a tough sell, but at least, hey, anyone that wants to play it will have the ability to play it in five frames per second. But that'll be me. I'll be able to hit that, I'll be able to hit that ball. I love it. That's <laughs> really? great. Mr. Joanna Dark, let's get your final opinion on this, and we're going we're gonna, to we'll, we'll close up shop. We'll, uh, uh, but uh, listen, folks. Uh, great show. If we have almost four, uh, 350 people here, we had over 400 here. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Uh, we just crossed 10K last Sunday. I did it live on the air during the Iron Lord six and a half hour podcast. Uh, yeah. Obviously, those are my <laughs> brothers over there. And, uh, you know, it's 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 just things kind of go around. I helped them get to 1,000. They helped me get to 10,000. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and this is the year of of the of the little podcaster i I think you're gonna see so many uh big uh successes happen we just saw uh um asa and and gas from uh game on daily they just crossed ten thousand subscribers they have joined the ranks of myself the iron lords bitcloud gaming xbox era and uh the bitcast you know ainsley he is, uh, I got to get him on the show. We got to get him to 10K. He's like nine and change. Uh, mm-hmm. And the whole law, if you didn't know, is joining that podcast, which goes live on Sundays. Right that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big time guest. I, I, he actually said that during his video that I watched. So he's going to be joining Ainsley and those guys over there, which they have a great crew. And uh, they're, they're closing in on, on, 10, uh, on, on 10K. I'd love to see them uh, hit it this year as well. But, um, um, Mr. Joanna Dark, what are your thoughts on MLB The Show hitting Xbox Game Pass? I'm so happy. You know, I've never seen a title that feels more like an Xbox exclusive 
but yet it's made by a Sony company. Isn't like that crazy? Twenty-one. I'm a big fan of the show. Like I said, right now I played it before on the PlayStation, and when I had my Vita at the time, I used to play it on the Vita when they used to bring it over because it was a way of me taking the game. One of the things that I liked about it, movie, the show, is that it a lot it respected what Steel Rain said. Right? When I play sports games, I can't bring my progress. I got to start my season over. Everything I did as a GM. One of the things that they did with 2020 was you can bring over your saves. And I hope you can do the same thing with people that are playing 21 can just bring over their progress so you can continue the dynasty. Um, I think it's great. I think sports games need to be in, on a service, whether it's Spartacus, whether it's Game Pass, because, uh, you know, many people have been saying that sports games need to become a platform. And number yes. one, it puts a lot of strain on, on the teams to innovate um, versus kind of making iterations, kind of like, you know, an MMO. And I'm just happy that I can go in and, again, you know, baseball is popular, but not mm -hmm. as popular to many. And I think it's a great game to get more eyes. And you can see um, when it first came out, even though it was on Game Pass, it was it sold well on Game Pass uh, on Xbox. But it also hit the MPD charts in April as well uh, on PlayStation because it is one of those games that makes money. And I just think that overall is going to continue to open and bring more people. I love the fact that I can take my backbone and continue to play MLB, you know, in the bed at night, continue to, you know, make bring the Yankees to an actual championship. Um, <laughs> And I think, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the deal might be on the table as well because MOB seems to have all the cards because of the licensing. But mm -hmm. that's up to Jim Ryan to make those decisions on whether or not he can bring it to, you know, it would be good if he can, you know, bring it to something like, you know, PS Now is that they bring, you know, just like they did with GTA. They brought GTA. So, I mean, who knows? But I think at this point, we would have known if something like that would happen because, you know, Xbox announced it. Um exciting um more people get to play it i you know one of the things that i used to play was triple play baseball with my uncle so you know my god i remember that triple play but wow that's so about a, a my, of the past. my uncle you know he's uh he's 60 but he plays on his on his ipad and now we can continue to play now mlb which is nice so just exciting overall and then on a side note if you saw to ghostwire tokyo will have a, a day, i guess on friday a showing preview right yeah preview and it's rumored, by, this was by Idol Sloth on, on Twitter, uh, to come out on the 23rd or 24th of, of, of this year, March. So, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah does, well, I mean, they, I mean, that's that's going to be on PlayStation uh, 5 first. They have the 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 the, the console ex the year console exclusivity, which is fine. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. What I'm probably not going to do is I went out and I went out and bought uh, Bethesda's other game that was exclusive, Death Loop. Death Loop yeah, because I couldn't wait on that. And I, I'll, I'll see I'll see what, if Ghostwire Tokyo is something I want to jump into because I haven't turned on my PlayStation Five. I'm I'm going to because I'm going to play Sifu and of course Horizon. I haven't turned the last time I I'm so embarrassed. Make sure you make sure you update it. Yeah, the last the, the last updates. time I turned on my. <laughs> My PlayStation Five is because I was dusting, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I turned it on. <laughs> oh man, boom! And that's boom. what happened. And no, I mean, again, starting the console war. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 that's what no, happened. It's, boom! It's not, I not just turned play. my PS Five on to play Neo because I got it as a gift on PS Five. Okay. Nice. And I said, you know what? Let me jump in. Neo is so I'm good. Neo it's, and Fist, which is another good one. Excellent. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't pick that up. I forgot that was even coming out. Fist looks fantastic. I gotta. I definitely got to get. I definitely got to get that. But listen, folks, uh, it's one forty-two. We're, we're, we're we we went through four topics already, which is incredibly uh, you know great. And again, smaller panel. We were able to get through all the topics. Uh, I I don't want to drag out the show just to say hey we gave you a two hour show. So I want to get to the outro. I want to get to the outros and get everyone out of here. Again, we had almost four hundred people here. But before we go, 
Uh, Mr. Joanna Dark, I want to go to you first. Uh, because Sour Blow, Sour Blow Gaming, who's a part of the Xbox International podcast, just informed me in the chat that they are a few subs away from 200. And uh, I want you to do me a favor. I want okay. you to give us your outro. I want you to talk about that show. And I also want you to drop the link in there. Listen, folks, there's 330 people still here. Xbox International not only has Joanna Dark, not only Sour Blow Gaming, but the crazy one himself, who was going to be a guest but couldn't get out of work, and Crazy Lou Gaming. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a great conversation. They're a small, growing uh, channel. I love what they do, and if you, if you trust my, if you trust my judgment, and I think that you do because you're here every week, get over there and sub these guys. Do me a favor, uh, but take it away, Joanna. Yeah, besides finding me here on the Xbox Factor podcast, I'm also Wednesdays on Xbox International with Sour Blow Gaming, uh, Crazy Lou Gaming, who takes five showers a day, and of and Silent Cipher. Um, <laughs> even though. Our name says Xbox International, and we focus on Xbox. We talk all platforms. And like I say in every episode, I welcome everyone who just wants to come in, talk games, and just kind of have a nice dialogue. We like to interact with the community since it's small right now. We want to continue that. Um, so definitely come over. Give us a watch. Let us know. Give us some feedback. And we hope to reach that 200. You know, It's a big milestone for us. We've only, it is. Absolutely. This is our, our fourth episode. Um, and one of the things we've been doing with our episodes is that we want to kind of do it like a TV show where we kind of give it themes. So I like throwing out these little trailers that have themes. Like last week was Brian the Banished, um, Silent Cipher. So I kind of made a Duke Nukem because if you haven't heard Silent Cipher, he sounds like Duke Nukem. Yeah, he does. This week, this week we talk about Sour Blow's terrible gaming. I mean, driving. So if you see him on the road, please don't even cross the street because he's a terrible he, driver. He, well, he's a, who, who, who drives terrible? A uh, Sour Blow. Okay. Uh, he's, he's the worst driver. He, even if the game has assist. <laughs> He crashes the he crashes it. He's probably hearing me. And, <laughs> and then of course on Thursdays, um, along with my good friend and colleague Albert um Dankwa and of course Jasmine, we are on the Nickel Gaming Show. We we talk about Xbox as three employees of Microsoft and just kind of you know talk about why we love what we're playing, just overall kind of a laid back kind of podcast where we just want to just a bunch of friends coming together just talking about whatever comes to mind and kind of just saying hey what are we playing and what do we recommend um and then if you want to find me on a uh, twitter um big underscore n underscore boss on twitter and if not you can always find me on every show whether it's steel rain whether it's you know primetime gaming i'm always in the chat there just you know checking out interacting with the community and always Love trying stuff. to see what new creators are and I think another thing, boom, that we forgot. I know you were mentioning a lot of podcasts. Boxing Burger is also um, close to 5K, and I will Ooh, be his guest. Cow. I will be I will be hanging out with him on Boxing Burger and Friends this Thursday as well. And so will I, as a matter of fact. So I'll see oh, you there. Whoa. How you like them happen? How you like that surprise? Boom, 10K, <laughs> 10K, boom. There you go, brother. We're gonna be I'll be hanging out with him, and yeah, that that would be great to see him hit the 5K. Like I said, I, I, I think that uh, the circle that we run in, everyone is incredible yep. and brings, okay. sun, su, su, brings such unique, fun conversation to an industry that we saw a couple of years ago get turned on its head by using hate-driven content to garner success. And I mm -hmm. effing hated seeing that happen. I, I really, really did it. it uh, there, 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 was some part, there were some aspects where I almost felt like leaving the business. Because YouTube frowns upon that on paper, but in succession, that's not so much yeah. the case. They do 
uh, promote and um, and push forward hate driven content because it makes numbers and it makes money it's, and it's disgusting. Boom. Uh, and last, yeah, brother. One last one last thing I want to say. Steel Rain, it was a pleasure. You know, oh, like yeah. I said, I I see it on the weekends, and I think you and Pong are a great <laughs> pair. But I definitely love your thoughts, your opinions, your perspectives, Thanks, and of course. Zemi, I'm trying to live up to the legend that you are, um, but it's always great. To, but it's always great to see you and kind of hang out with you in the panel. Love as always your thoughts, perspectives, and everything. So overall, thank you. Thank uh, you, I appreciate um, it. Yeah, and still rain. Let's get let's get you. Oh, yeah. um, first of all, you guys are closing in on uh, hopefully this year a thousand k. Uh, listen, folks, again. Still 270 people here. That's enough to move the needle on subscribing to Living Split Screen. Uh, what they do every week is deliver hours upon hours of <laughs> live, raw, and uncut content. And it's oh, it's two guys, two up-and-coming, unbelievable personalities that get the hashtag Boomstick Approved Steel. And that is Steel Rain, and that's Pong Soul. Pong obviously is on here every week. Steel gets on here when he can. Please, for the love of Joe, get over there, subscribe to their channel. Let's get them to the 1K because not it's it's not me pushing because they're here. I'm pushing because they deserve it. And the and the content and the conversation that comes out, I listen to it every Saturday morning when I'm cooking breakfast. Mrs. Boom and I come back from the walks where we take the showers. I'm making breakfast and I'm listening, and it's a great conversation. And when I when I can't finish listening the next morning or the following day. I'm out there listening when I'm doing the chores to make sure that at least when I'm cleaning the house, it's not boring as hell. But still, Rain, <laughs> sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check out Living Split Screen on Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And more importantly, where can people find you on social media? 100%. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, first of all, um, I always got to reciprocate that love right back to you, Boom. Again, um, you're definitely a pillar within our community um, and everything that we stand for as Thank far you, as like the future goes um, and what I feel like we should be building towards. Um, it's part of the reason why me and my brother from another Pong so started up Living Split Screen, which is a non-console eccentric platform where we cover everything that's going on with the ind gaming industry. Um, and like I said earlier in the show, uh, we try to take that RTS you pull ourselves out of the world look at the darker crevices of the areas um and really see what the overall goal is is and what is possible um other than that you can find me everywhere steel rain i steel rain i the t is a seven um if it has a search bar type it in more than likely you'll end up finding me uh whether that's xbox playstation nintendo pc whatever it is um and then hit me up in the dms if you want to talk about games you want to group up whatever the case may be just keep in mind i, I am a pvp focused gamer but um with that being said again um Miss Joanna Dark, man, uh, I love the perspective that you've always come from. Um, I, I've loved seeing your energy since you've come, kind of come to the community, at least from what I've since I've seen you, and that's been quite a while at this point. Um, so it's an amazing thing, and I definitely want to reciprocate that love right back to you um, because you. again, you're another one of those that definitely hits it at a different angle, and that's what makes this gaming space, this gaming community, so great. Um, is the different perspectives, is the different angles. Um, how can we grow if we don't learn from each other? Um, and then Zemi. Same for you, man. Um, uh, you know, you got your opinions, uh, you got your perspectives, and I can do nothing but respect that. And I love that about you. Um, you're an amazing individual yourself. Keep at it. I know you got a lot of major things going on behind the scenes for yourself. Um, and other than that, ladies and gentlemen, like Boom said, hit that like button, share it, Boom out. We got to get Boom to 15K now. 
Listen, I told my brother, I had my I had my brother laughing. I'm like, he's just, so what, what's the goal now? I'm like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going all in. I want 25k, bro. Oh, 25, I, 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 I want the. Do I get it out? You, you have to black. acquire. Who are you gonna acquire, Boom, to get there? Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm hoping that Microsoft <laughs> acquires me to be honest. There you go. <laughs> organic growth. Organic growth. Well, listen, there you I, go. Phil could have me anytime he wants, bro. That's it's all right. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but listen, dude, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Yoon Pong, you, 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 every every week it's more and it's more and it's more people watching, and it's because it's a show that you definitely gotta watch. Uh, but last but no way least, making his return, the prodigal son himself, the brave <laughs> Zemi Games. Zemi, listen, it's great to work with you again. Uh, like yep. Steel Rain says, you got you got some great things going on in the background that are, you know, we'll, 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 you'll, we'll learn later on. Uh, hopefully, yeah. in, as the year progresses, we miss you on the show on a weekly basis. But we love having you guests because obviously you do bring a sense of of different opinions to a lot of the conversations we have. And we absolutely love that about you by all, by all means, brother, tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media and what else you got going on. Well, I can't talk about anything else I have going on, but uh, <laughs> I, I am working on something. It's uh, it's a, it's a super secret project. Really excited about it. Uh, I would, you know, I'll say this boom for the longest time. My sleep schedule has been terrible. I I'm sure you know this, right? Yes. yes. And for like the last, I mean, you know, for like the last month, every single day I've been waking up at right at 8 a.m. because I cannot wait to just like get into this chair and, and start working. Nice, and, man. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But what I've been working on, hopefully I, I will be able to unveil to everyone, uh, and, and hopefully in like the next three months, I, I, I would imagine. And I and I cross my fingers and and. and hope uh but anyway um if you guys do want to follow me about pretty much the only place that i'm still actively on right now is twitter and that's at zimmy games uh i you know post just gaming related stuff and and some personal stuff and and just you know just a bunch of randomness i guess uh <laughs> you know i haven't posted a food pic in a very very long time i very should do that i should make a pie i should you, actually make that actually, chocolate I pie say, i said i was gonna make a long pie this is crazy <laughs> I've been I've been going out and buying a lot of donuts and and so I haven't <laughs> haven't been baking. Um, no, I, I I did I do need to do that sometime. I'll figure something out. But anyway, uh, at Zimmy Games on Twitter, and uh, I will you know hopefully be back on the show soon uh, with some uh, with some news about what I've been doing. Absolutely, and we look forward to that. Listen once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in and making this particular podcast on this channel a success. The Xbox Factor podcast is powered by the people. And obviously, we don't have a show unless you you, you know you tune in. And again, today was a big show, 400, over, almost 400 people. That's a, that's a big deal. Uh, and I cannot thank you enough for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. It is something that both my wife and I dream to do. And uh, Mrs. Boomstick, I don't know. Again, I can't say she'll never be on camera. Eventually, maybe. But she does a lot of work behind the scenes, and I could not do this channel without her, uh, her support, and uh, a lot of a lot of knowledge. She's not a gamer per se, but her knowledge on what makes this channel work is what makes this channel work. So I'm always thankful for that, and I'm thankful thankful for all of the super chats that come in. Those allow us uh, to obviously give back. We did a lot of monster giveaways last year, which we, of course, we are going to continue this year. And, uh, the last one, the last big one was, uh, we gave away uh, over a thousand dollars 
worth of uh, of content for anyone that just tuned in for the Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick, and we're gonna re- we're gonna try and at least bring that up by 50 percent next year. Uh, this year, rather, we're gonna see if we can you know uh, raise that because obviously we get so many super chats and we want to reinvest that into the community. But I'll close out the show with something that is important to me. Hopefully one day, folks, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us. And I'm never sorry to say it. He said, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. (laughs) 